What's going on, guys? Well, happy Friday. Happy, Friday, happy, Friday, happy Friday. Friday, Friday, Friday. Here's another episode of Here's the Thing. If you like what we do, be sure to go ahead and follow all of our social medias at Power Trip OP. That is P O W E R T R I P O P. On all websites, like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram and Twitter, and also check out the Patreon page at patreon.com slash operations dollar month. Get access to all the fun, good stuff that we have coming soon. It's gonna be biblical. <laughs> People have to really wonder why we keep saying that by this point. It's going on a couple weeks now we've been saying that. I ain't telling nobody. <laughs> Nothing. I guess y'all just gonna have to find out then. <laughs> oh man, so this episode, we're gonna jump into this kind of quick because we have a lot to talk about. We've, we've gone after Star Wars, we've gone after Marvel in certain aspects, but we also praise it as well. But we're looking at you. DC. Here's the thing with DC. I'm, I'm looking at him right now. D- DC yeah, Universe Online. I'm looking at you right now. <laughs> I'm looking at you right now. So, we're we going to start off on a positive note before we just start trashing on shit. And what they are just the straight up kings of, and unfortunately always will be, the animated movies. Besides yes. the Killing Joke, that movie was trash. The only reason Killing Joke was trash is because of the Batgirl shit. Exactly. You forget all about the Batgirl shit. Like, this is what you do. Get the you Killing cut Joke. out the first half, half of the fucking movie. movie. Cut, you started off with, with the last the, half? Yeah. Yeah, that's all you need. With him walking in after buying the amusement park and putting a bullet in that bitch. Okay. That's where you started. You don't give Batgirl and Batman a love story and then be yeah, like, that was yeah, we're making... I didn't see what was the point of that at all. Well, so this is what pissed me off about it. They go, hey, we're making Batgirl like this really strong, independent character and immediately make her a flame for Batman. Yeah, why? To be fair, I mean, let's be honest, even in the animated series, her entire role fell down to she was in love with Dick Grayson and Bruce Wayne and yeah, that's why Dick end, left. So. But at the end of the day, don't say that she's a strong, independent character. If you're attaching if her. If you were just going to make her the side piece, make her yeah. a reason that Batman has to go after the Joker, which wasn't fucking necessary to begin with. He doesn't need a reason to go after the Joker. He just will. Exactly. And a killing joke is one of the most, like, at the beginning of the killing joke, he is literally like, hey, bro, eventually one of us are going to kill each other. It's gonna have to happen. I don't. I want just it. wanted to at least have this talk to talk with you to say that I at least tried before we go down this road. He was gonna go after him regardless. Yeah. That whole shit with Bat, uh, Batgirl and that bullshit ass motherfucker that they tried to make as her quote unquote villain Honest. was stupid as hell. Because all that happened is she got manipulated, she she fucks Bruce, and then she gets shot. 
The whole trying to make her independent thing becomes redundant when you attach her to her male mentor figure. Exactly. That's what a lot of people had an issue with it. Like, a lot of people who had an issue with it, they had it for a stupid reason. They were like, but that's like her father figure. She already so got a dad. okay with exactly. fucking your dad? But she actually has a whole decent <laughs> relationship okay. with the motherfucker. Exactly. I can see if they had like a bad or a rocky relationship. That she runs and, the bruise. And she runs the bruise. But that's not even the case. case. Nah. And, and then, then how can Bruce as a... Bro, you gonna stare down her dad in his face knowing that she smashed his daughter who's hopelessly kind of in love with you? I, I, I do it all the time. Wow. We're gonna switch topics now. How? Well, hey, there's a reason why the funniest... One of the funniest jokes I ever heard was... Oh, so there was this girl, right? She was yeah. sitting at the kitchen table. Oh, yeah. And you she was like, salt? hey, daddy, pass the salt. And then me and her father both reached for it. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, my God. We love I've, humor. I've, I've heard no, that. I've, I've actually had that a situation. Oh, my <laughs> Very God. close to that happening. But to be fair, I did it just to be petty. I didn't do it as, like, I was legitimately confused. <laughs> <laughs> That's what makes it funny. Yeah. Because of the fact... So... Uh, oh, nah, we're we gonna put that over on Storytime. Check out Storytime, our Patreon only <laughs> podcast that is going to be releasing every Friday. It's Friday. gonna be sexual. Oh, wow. I didn't expect that at all. I, I did not all. expect that one at all. That's what I said. I had to come up with something, and I'm like, no, I can't use that. I got it. First word popped in my head. It's gonna be sexual. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh, man. Well, anyway, I guess animated movies into Batman. Animated movies. Yeah. Those movies are always dope for the most part, outside of like a couple here and there. There are only I mean, ones that are my favorite like. of all time, animated movie wise, is Justice League Doom. Oh, mine will always be Into the Red Hood. Oh, Into the Red Hood is close. And so, it, mine goes Justice League Doom, Into the Red Hood, Mask of the Phantasm, and Return of the Joker. I have yet to see Mask of the Phantasm. Oh, that shit is good. Good. It is Mine. so so good. It's it's just straight up Detective Bruce. And you know what the funniest thing ever is? It's an official canon movie. Mm-hmm. It is canon to the Batman animated series. Yeah, that shit is I have to dope. Watch it. This might seem like really like you know childish compared to you guys' favorites, but mine, right? Because I'm a huge Batman fan, is Batman Year One because I just like yeah, how that was Year One yeah. was really good. Yeah, I just like how they portrayed everybody and then the little you know the little Catwoman spinoff that they did, this little one scene with her in a rough cut. I like that too. Mm. Oh, I love. So funniest thing ever about that scene, about uh, Year One. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm reading the current run of the Tom King. I think it's Tom King's writing it. Mm-hmm. The current Tom King run of uh, Batman Rebirth. Mm-hmm. When he is actually arguing with Catwoman over how they first met. Yeah. The argument goes down in two ways. It's when Bruce was actually dressed up as that weird dude going through the town and had that fist fight with her. Yeah. Compared to when he first met Catwoman as Batman when she tried to steal those steal some diamonds off of a boat. So technically they're both right. Yes and no. They're they're both, you're right, they're both right, but they're also both wrong. She met Bruce Bruce Wayne, Mm -hmm. but Bruce Wayne is not Batman. Batman is, Bruce Wayne is Batman. Batman is not Bruce Wayne. And when I, the reason Bruce I said Wayne it, is the mask. Batman yeah. is him as actual yeah. person. Right. So the reason, so she met his mask, mm-hmm. and then she met who he, he was, was afterwards on the boat. 
But the funniest thing ever is she argues that the first time they met was on the boat. Because that was their first legitimate encounter because that's who he really is. Exactly. That's when I really met you. And he argues, nah, I met met you you in the street. We box and you whoop my ass. She was like, nah, (laughs) bitch, that's not really who you are. All right, kind kind of a uh, uh, just a side because I'm actually curious. Rank all of your personal favorite cat women from baddest to least in all of the television and uh, from baddest just looks alone. Mm-hmm. Baddest right. Catwoman. Yeah, like from just television and movies. Like, all right, at, so I mean, like the I mean, I legitimate live action, not the uh, cartoon. All right, so well. All right, so I don't my know. number one off rip, just because. I think this chick is bad as fuck, and I can't wait to see her play Catwoman at in the slightest. Uh, um, what's her name? Um, um, Zoe Kravitz. Yep, Zoe. Zoe's yeah. my number one right now because that woman. Yeah, I can't wait. And that's Catwoman. Yeah, she bad. I hope I hope the suit that they bring back suits that because if it's not, it's gonna be time. Yeah, I want a really good looking suit on her. That's fair. My number two will have to be Halle Berry because Halle Berry's my number one. Halle Berry's my number two. I was two. just about to say because yeah. the reason she's not my number one was her suit as bad. She was, and I had the Catwoman video game where if you just let that Joker sit for like ten minutes, she just started dancing. <laughs> <laughs> and I played the fuck out that game and let it sit there a while. <laughs> but no, nah, her movie was too bad. I couldn't. I can't. I can't get it. Well, no, just this look alone. is the OG Catwoman herself. I don't know her name. Which one? The, the one who had the suit. Batman Returns. The that suit is not was like OG Catwoman. Who's OG? Oh. Really knew Mars the OG Catwoman. Oh. Is it Catwoman? Oh you're talking yeah, about? that's that's the Catwoman from the Adam Adam West uh, TV show. Yeah. The one you're talking about, her she, suit had like stitches in it, right? Yeah. And her mask. That's was, like, Michelle Pfeiffer. Here. Michelle oh, Pfeiffer. Shit, never mind. Michelle Pfeiffer is number three. She's my number three too. My number two is Earth Kid. Catwoman. Earth Kid. Earth Kid. Yeah. When did she play Catwoman? She played Catwoman like later into the TV series. Yeah. Like late sixties, early seventies. Yeah, because that's when they had that purple suit with her. Yeah. She had yeah. a purple suit. Mm-hmm. So, if you you ever played uh, Arkham City? Yes. You remember one of the costumes for a Catwoman you could get was like a whole purple jumpsuit with like yeah. those thigh high boots. That was inspired from her. Mm-hmm. I thought he was just fucking around. Nah, wow. mm, uh, all all of those suits were, were in, her old. Mm, makes sense now. It was somewhere. Somewhere in like the Catwoman lifestyle. It's yeah. also her outfit from the Long Halloween, I believe, right? I believe so. I'm not sure. <laughs> but yeah, it goes from like Eartha Kitt to Julie Newmar, then to Anne Hathaway, then Lee Merriweather. I forgot about Anne Hathaway. Hold up, uh, I gotta I did not my list. Um, she was a good Catwoman. For the Nolan trilogy, she was a good Catwoman. To be fair, I mean. Anne Hathaway pulled a girl next door for me personally. That's why I liked yeah, her. I forgot but about she, it. I'm sorry. But, Catwoman shouldn't have been. To me, Catwoman isn't the girl next door type. No, she's also not like. uh, She's not really afraid of a lot of people, and I thought it was kind of weird. She was just like, "Oh my God, Bane is coming to get me because I helped you." Yeah, that's not really her at all. She's. If anything, in a moment like that, she becomes all about Selena. In the film Fatale, like But to be granted, it's like you tell me all the time. I can't have my deception of her based on comics be her permanent character. Yeah. Right. So, 
Right. Which is, but at the at the beginning of like, and we'll let's we'll talk about that more when we get to the Nolan yeah, trilogy. I got I got a lot to say about the Nolan trilogy. When and Anne Hathaway is playing that, she starts off as the fearless. I'm slick as yeah. shit. I don't care if you catch me. There's nothing you can do about it. To fearful. As it progresses, mm-hmm. yeah. And as she realized she might actually like Bruce, I guess you could say. Well, it was, well she was smitten with him, like. Like legitimately, like the first day they met. Yeah, but that femme fatale started to wear off later on in the movie. That's yeah, but that's careful. because he was smashing Talia. Yeah, there was that too. But did she know? Day, Catwoman. Did she know that he was smashing Talia? Probably. I don't think she's that dumb. Okay. But at the end of the day, Selena has always kept that femme fatale shit. Yeah. Even when overly in love with Bruce. And even when. Because it's how she flirts with him too. True, and that's what keeps him so interested. Mm-hmm. That motherfucker would end up like throwing hands, and she is flirting with him while fighting him. Better yet, it is like this- she flirts with him, like her fighting is flirting with him. Yeah. Better yet, the best, the best, the best interaction I've ever seen between a Batman and a Catwoman. You know the new, more cartoonish Batman show they had on Cartoon Network a while ago. Where he was, uh, I think uh, I can't think of it. Hold on. Uh, it was it was like a season long, wasn't it? No, nah, it was longer than that. Hold my favorite, my favorite interaction is from the Batman. What happened in it? So they were literally both. Uh, they came together as Bruce and Selena Kyle. They met each other. They were instant. They were interested. They started dating. Keep going. But at the same time. Bruce was there uh, to protect a certain jewel, and Selena was there to steal it. And they both had to keep, uh, they both had to keep uh, essentially saying, hey, something came up. Yeah, something came up with me, too. And then they would immediately dip off, see each other, throw hands, literally get away, and then come back and continue to date. That was like yeah. wow, my absolute wow. favorite. No, it was, I, I just found it. Okay. It was Batman the Brave and the Bold. Oh, yeah. yeah. I remember Raven the Bull. So there's an interaction between him and Catwoman. Him is, Cat, is Batman and Green Arrow. And this is why this is funny as fuck. She has him tied up to like, I think it's like a pole that's being filled with kitty litter. Raven the Bull was real cartoonish. And yeah. she has her thumb. And they're just like talking to each other. And Bruce is doing that. Selena Kyle. You shouldn't do and be evil. You should bring over all of your skills and talents to the to the side of justice. Yeah. And Green Arrow was like, "Are are you flirting?" <laughs> like he's his reaction <laughs> this entire time is like, "Oh my God, he's flirting!" <laughs> and I was like, "Bro, this is." And it's crazy, like, it's not even just the movies that were always dope with DC. It was their cartoons, too. The Brave and the Bold was the... The The Brave and the the Bold was probably their worst cartoon. No. But it was still really good. Teen Titans Go is their worst cartoon. And it's it's not for us. Teen Titans Go is really good for the generation. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's good for the kids. Which means that it's still not their worst show. Brave and the Bold is their worst show because of the fact that it did not do what it would like what it wanted to. Yeah, it was supposed to be Teen Titans Go of Batman, but it just No, it wasn't. It meant, really? it was meant to be the show that brought in essentially every other character to the forefront and it never did that. It failed at that. 
Anybody Teen Titans Go brought the Teen Titans to a new generation, which it absolutely yeah. did. The Why OG Teen Titans was the show that, that teenagers watched to kind of deal with some of the themes that they really didn't uh, know where to go to. Fun fact, Rain, do you know actually know why the OG Teen Titans was actually canceled after no, season I five? No, not. So, <laughs> the funniest thing ever I don't like that laugh. So, it's, it's part of the reason why oh, man. the whole... Disney, Sony, Marvel dispute happened. Mm. Nobody really cares about TV ratings, movie sales, or any of that. It's all about merchandising. Yep. Teen Titans, the OG, was a show shooting for a male demographic. Yes. But it was also pulling in a huge number of a female fan base because of Raven and Starfire story art as well as well as Harris. It was all it wasn't film. so it didn't end up becoming Starfire until the whole Starfire Blackfire shit happened. Exactly. Before then, it was specifically Raven? because of Raven. Mm-hmm. I can see why. Please continue. It's Raven. Um, <sighs> sex yet? <yeah. laughs> hey, shit. Anytime I like give a girl that nickname. Mm-hmm. They, they know they somewhere in my life. <laughs> so, the funny thing about that was, you would think, like, all right, they're just pulling in an extra fan base. That's not a big deal. It is. When it's taken away from their actual shows dedicated to females, mm-hmm. like uh-huh. Totally Spies. Ah, uh, I remember Totally Spies. That I do too. I thought shit. that show was dope as fuck. That was good um, shit, and I want it back, actually. But exactly. Totally happened. Spies was a better Charlie's Angels. Yeah, it really was. Yeah, it was. So because the girl, the show that they asked, the show that they made that were actually targeted for females, Teen Titans was taking away from that. Right. So their other and shows you were, were and you were like, all right, so it's taking away the views. Well, most people will probably watch both, which you're probably right but it all goes down to the sales and it all has it all goes down to audience metrics not sales well yeah so when you are getting a giant pool of data as you also know mm-hmm. and you want different things pulling different numbers you're gonna see what pulls everything in right. and taking away from other uh, other else. shit as the problem because of the fact that at the end of the day, you want to diversify your money and you want to make sure yeah. that a more consistent base is being else. watched across the board. Because everything else is suffering because of this one thing, so now it's a problem. Right. Exactly. So their solution was taking away OG Teen Titans? Well, yeah, because you got to think about it. For It also has something to do with the merchandising sales. Yeah. So for every one... Fee, for every one girl you had or a female viewer you had buy a totally spies toy shirt or whatever there were 10 more buying there were 10 buying the titan titan stuff uh-huh. and that money was just getting lopsided and they wanted to have it more diverse but yeah, in a way that, that sort of merchandising actually wasn't a big deal because that all goes to the same pool you see that i've heard you're hitting i've heard different things when it comes to this argument i've heard that it, it was a defining factor no it and then wasn't. i heard it, it was the actual because of the fact that the majority of their money came from people watching views and ad revenue it didn't come from their merchandising so because totally spies was a small portion but at the end of the day they had so many other shows mm-hmm. that it was fine the only issue when it came to uh, Teen Titans was the fact that a lot of their money starting ha- was starting to have to get pushed back to DC because license People were rights. watching more of the DC licensed shows. Exactly. Well, no. Teen Titans was really the only one. 
Oh yeah, watching that show more than the rest of their stuff. Mm-hmm. So because Teen Titans, Teen Titans came on the scene essentially after the hype of Superman the animated series, Batman the animated series, yes. the uh, spectacular Spider-Man, and all of that shit. Mm-hmm. So people were really into superhero TV shows. It was a part of the Saturday morning cartoon shit. Yes, it was. And also at the same time. The, they got the majority of their money in merchandising through Samurai Jack. I remember Samurai Jack. Samurai Jack, Dexter's Laboratory, all of the OG Cartoon OG Network shows. Cartoon Network. So Teen Titans wasn't really that big of a deal when it came to merchandising because that's what they built with uh, merchandising in general. Right. They had all their original IPs already out there. Totally Spies and a couple of other ones like uh, Total Drama eventually when that started. They didn't cancel it specifically for Totally Spies. It was, well, no, I, was just, it was, I was just taking that as like the only show from Cartoon Network back then that I remembered off rip that I could see being something that was specifically targeted for a female fan base. Yeah, but so... To, uh, total, uh, total Drama was also specifically targeted for a female fan. That was for females? Yes. Yeah, so I, what the fuck? I watched the hell out of that so shit. Was, uh, y'all remember 16? Yeah, the teenagers show all the, the shit. all the kids that, that were in the mall all the time. Specifically for females. That was for girls. So it was more so they were just like, all right, people are only watching this thing, and by the time they're done watching this, they're not watching anymore, and they're going elsewhere. We need more eyes yeah. doing other shit. So let's take it away. So let's go ahead and pull this back because of the fact that we need that hype elsewhere. But what told them that if they were to pull this back, that those those fans that you know you know went over there are gonna diversify themselves to these other shows? History. It worked. It absolutely it, worked. It did. Yes. Sixteen total drama became like an entire like a thing. Yeah, they made two. Yeah, they made two seasons of Total Drama Island. Yeah. Then they made another season of them like World Tour, and I think they made two seasons of that. Then they brought Brad to the island and now they just released they went back to the island twice and I think now they're releasing one where they're like kids or something I stopped watching after the first total drama but I didn't know it was for females that's different that shit it worked it absolutely worked so everybody spread out because there's no more Teen Titans Mm -hmm. okay that makes sense when you take away why cancel though because of the fact that because Totally Spies would have had the same run that total drama had if that was getting it wouldn't have Nope. It wouldn't have. So, total uh, total drama succeeded because of the fact that it brought in more than just females. But the females were the only ones buying shit for it. Mm. So the audience like- metrics were there, but the demographic was also buying the merchandise that they specifically wanted them to. So it's a, it was a success. And that's opposed to Total Spies, where you uh, you can mm-hmm. obviously tell this was for girls. Exactly. And they didn't go up because the, the whole male female didn't have for. After all of that shit happened, yeah. when Total Drama went off the air, when 16 went off the air, and they were done, and they needed something else to get that male demographic. Yeah. Regular show. Yes. Regular show drop. That was for show. the male demographic. Everybody the loves regular show, awesome. though. Mm-hmm. Everybody loves regular show. they dropped uh, Adventure Time yeah. also yeah. for a more whole demographic, which is why you had... You had Total Drama mm-hmm. at the beginning, which was mainly four females. It used to be the three of them together. Total Drama, Regular Show. But remember, Regular Show and Adventure Time were at 15 minute slots. Yeah, okay. So this is essentially how they would do it. They would go uh, the female demographic show, 
into uh, Adventure Time mm-hmm. for everybody into regular show yeah. into a predominantly male show. Which would that be? I don't remember at the moment, but it kind of went back and forth between uh, Flapjack and Gumball. Gumball was for boys? Yeah. I thought Gumball was more a whole demographic. So, um, was was keeping... Um, Keeping no, I can see how regular was from show kids from little young boys. Yeah, yeah. that's what it was for. <laughs> so yeah, was keeping um at uh, Adventure Time and regular show at 15 minute slots like a test run to see if these shows do good if you made them whole 30 minute shows. No, it was just more so to fill. Uh, you can have more commer- You can have more uh, commercials in those times uh, if you just have them at 15 minute increments. Mm-hmm. They so, eventually made them full length episodes. No. Yeah, they did. Regular show wasn't. They just held them. They just made two parts because all the regular in one episode. Were, mm-hmm. Well, no, it wasn't even that. So what they essentially did with that is the same shit they did with Curtis the Coward and all. They would have a 15 minute part of a show, and you would essentially get that story. And then you would go to commercial. When you come back from commercial, you would get another title card of what part of that episode was. Yeah. And you would get that shit. Yeah. Regular show did that. Mm-hmm. Regular show did that. Curse Carol the Dog did that. Nickelodeon cartoons do that show all the time. All the time. So that's essentially what they did with that. Okay. That makes sense. And unfortunately, with all of that shit, it... It did create a hole that DC tried to fill with uh, the Batman, which actually did work, but that ended up going to WB uh, with Batman, the Brave and the Bold, which just was not what they wanted to do at all, which I thought was dope because they they brought in so many people like Sherlock Holmes. They brought in Constantine. They brought in Etrigan. Uh, it was all these off-kilter shit that uh, DC has and it was like one of the first times that Justice League Dark was even on the fucking main silver screen the fact that they made they did later on with the whole uh, I call them the new 52 movies mm-hmm. the whole uh, Justice League War Atlantis uh, even the new Superman Doomsday, uh, Dooms- Superman Doomsday is in yeah, the new Death 52. Superman. Yeah, that's the new uh, 52. It's in the new 52 style too. They made a Justice League Dark. Yeah, and it was so great. It was a really good show. It was weird, but <laughs> let's be honest. Magic Dark is gonna be weird. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The name alone should take that. But, yeah, that's fair. But we have all those successes going into other shits and putting it more to the forefront with the Nolan trilogy, which shaped how movies were being made for a good couple of years. Agreed. Because everybody wanted that realism. Everybody wanted that fantasy in our world. Mm-hmm. And the Nolan trilogy did that very well. You can, you, the, the main example I like to use when I tell, when I talk, have discussions about like the Nolan trilogy is that, you remember the first Amazing Spider-Man movie? Yes. Don't you think it was kind of like really dark for a Spider-Man movie? Yes. It was, it was great. It was, it was so great. But that entire movie was literally based in the style of the Nolan Nolan trilogies. Heck, heck, the ending fight for Spider-Man was even at night, which, especially if you read the comics and even more of the television shows, rarely ever happen. If he has to deal with you at night, (laughs) it means he's at the end of his rope. 
Which at the end of the day, that's, that's what happened in the one with Electro. Was that exactly. Night? Mm-hmm. Um, the big fight in um the Spider-Man PS4 game with Doctor Oct was at night. Mm-hmm. Yep. All of them. Whenever it's at night, it was always a sign like he doesn't know what to do. This is like his last chance. But that entire movie, like if you really look at it, every time he was Spider-Man, it was dark out. Yeah. It was I hate that so much. Anyway. But my whole thing about the Christopher Nolan movies that I like and I don't like is that the one thing that they did, they made the villains more prominent. Right. Like, everyone... When you think of the Dark Knight... But at the end of the day, Batman is well known because of his rogues gallery, not because of him. Well, the reason I say that... Well, he is deemed... so like high in everyone's minds because, because of, of the he villains he's had to overcome. That's fair, but that at is the same why time, they a lot always of times, pull that whole well, Batman can beat anybody with prep time. Yeah, because <laughs> of how overly stupid all of his fucking villains are. That's fair, but then at the same time, you, a lot of people also pull in villains that are like. They're just like encounters, like regular encounters as part of his rose gallery. Like we've even had this argument where like Deathstroke, you were like, yeah, Deathstroke's part of his rogue gallery. He's not. He's a Teen Titans rogue gallery villain. No, 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 no. He is a Teen Titans villain, but he is still a part of his rogue's gallery. Right. But it was more it was more along like because if you really think about it, very rarely does he actually deal with Deathstroke inside the comics and only when it's really like Deathstroke a part of a bigger front. For example, when he's dealing with the light in the Young Justice show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He very rarely has to deal with Deathstroke one-on-one. His more of an, the best assassin who's after him is Deadshot. Yeah. And every and here's the sad thing. A lot of people forgot about Deadshot. Well, to be fair, Deadshot... He's Deathstroke without the sword. Yeah, and it, it really feels like it. You can even, you can even, even tell with the way he shot, fucked. Deadshot came first. Exactly. If you compare, like, for the Injustice cartoon. Slade Wilson is just so much, like, more badass of a character. Yes. Because of Deathstroke the Terminator. Mm-hmm. Was he not the one Slade was in uh, Arrow, correct? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Which is why I didn't have an issue with that because we he was badass all, in that too. Exactly. We only the only like thing we ever knew about Slade is that he was a child soldier. He chose to be a part of an experiment that slightly gave him a healing factor, but it greatly increased all of his like strength, speed. I feel reflexes. like his character mm-hmm. in Arrow gave us a better look at that. Exactly. Yeah. Which I was the only one who showed his healing factor and essentially showed he was a super soldier. That's mm-hmm. who. Which out of everything that was going on in that show, that wasn't the one thing. I didn't mind but backtrack to the Nolan when you think of the first thing everyone think when you think of the Nolan trilogy the first thing out of everyone's mouth is the, the Dark Heath, is the Dark Knight and why because of the Heath Ledger Joker mm-hmm. yes sir with anybody anytime you mention Batman Joker comes up because well, the, he's the Joker he's gives Batman the best stories yeah because it's all about how how does Batman and his order control this chaos. This chaos. All this chaos. Because especially while I like the Nolan trilogy the best, or at least the Dark Knight in particular, is because the Joker was at his most controlled and most chaotic. 
yeah. in that movie. Yeah, he was. Because you got to think of chaos as a front. Yeah. He, well, that's 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 his he was really smart than what everybody he thought. He planned out absolutely every, every single, every single thing in that movie. And he legitimately made everybody believe like, that he didn't know what the fuck he was doing. But like, he did. Oh, he a, definitely did. A prime did. example of this is... How you calm really look like a man with a plan. This motherfucker infiltrated the goddamn color guard for the mayor, but doesn't have a plan. Calm the mob. He that. conned them all. He did, he, he robbed the entire and mob. then burned their money in front, front of them. In front of them, in front of them, just to completely bankrupt them. Lots. Which is the funniest thing ever because the fact that they lost that huge stockpile of money is the reason why. Go figure. Harvey Dent was so was easy, able to arrest them so easily. Yep. Yeah. And even the lawyers after the whole Two Face shit. Right. Like the funniest thing, the Heath Ledger Joker single-handedly cleaned Gotham. He got rid of the Batman, which was causing crime to have to escalate, and he also got rid of all of the mobs. Who's left but Petty Crooks? Who's really the hero? Absolutely. That, there's, there, there's <laughs> that's just, just a that's, theory about that. Yeah, but um, the one scene that I like really love that actually shows you like how how manipulative he was was when he's having a conversation with Harvey Dent. Yes, I was just about well, to say you know he created two You want to know what I love? What was it? I know what I love about chaos. It's fair. Mm-hmm. And he literally gives him the gun, puts it to his head, and gives him his his coin, his two-headed coin. Because the funny, the funniest thing ever about that coin, it was always heads. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But after the accident, one head got burnt Perfect. by acid, the other one did. Yeah. So he literally looked at it. Wasn't it wasn't burnt by acid; it was just singed. It was just singed. Yeah, it was yeah. burnt from the flames. Okay, that's remember what... in the Nolan trilogy, it isn't acid burns; it's legitimate fire. No, because remember when he's on the phone with her, he knocks the chair over and that was gasoline. That was gas? That was was gasoline. And remember when when they bring him out, the building explodes and his face catches fire. Yeah, because of the gasoline that he was just laying. I could have sworn it was an acid burner, but I didn't know gasoline. That was not acid at all. That was all gasoline. Poor Rachel. R.I.P. Hey, bro, she like, wasn't a very good. She wasn't movies. even like. She wasn't necessary or prominent. She, I didn't really care about her at all. Like when she died, I Neither was like, the script. Like I was like, oh no, she's dead. <laughs> the only one Neither who cared either. about her was Christopher Nolan, because yeah. he was like, but I was good. I was gonna be with her, and oh, I really had to tell her like question. she didn't want to believe. She didn't want to be with you, dude. Yeah, that was That's no, not true. Yeah, so it was everything, bro. She literally didn't want, the sad thing about it is if you really look at it, even when he came back, she didn't want to be with him. Yeah. She just wanted him, she just wanted him as a friend. Mm-hmm. That's why she was like, well, when the Batman is no longer needed, then we'll try. Because she knew, Batman will never be needed. Would never not we'll be never, needed. Would never, 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 never not be needed in a city like Gotham. Words are hard. Well, back to what, uh, back to what I was saying was, he has, um, Two-Face has the gun to his head. Right. But Joker has his hand on the hammer. So even if he pulls the trigger, nothing happens. The gun's not gonna fire. Very calculated move. It just so happened that he didn't need to pull the trigger in the first place. Mm. 
And then he walks out and in the best improv scene ever, he blows up the hospital. Yeah, where it doesn't blow up at first, he's like, what the fuck? And then it blows up. Yeah, yeah and then yeah, it blows up. That, that, shit that is, actually happened. That actually yeah. happened. Where it was supposed to blow up, it didn't. He turns around, it's like, the fuck? <laughs> All right, the bowl. <laughs> All right, there it is. It walks away. And they and use it. like, hey, cut. We're using that. that yeah, because awesome. we def can't do that again. They had no choice but to use that. Yeah. That was, had, I think that was a one shot. No money for that scene. They're like, this is all we got. Yeah. This is we a got one, one shot, shot at this. Let's make it count. And then you, I know the director was like, as soon as it, it didn't blow up, he was like, fuck. Where am I gonna get the money from this? Heath Ledger fully embodying the Joker just rolls with it. Shout out to method acting. It's really good. It's it's dangerous, man. It is, it is, it is. But he was a really good Joker. Speaking of, let's let's go into the many faces of of the the Joker. Joker. Uh, We've already talked about Heath Ledger and how good he has been and the essential impact that he's had on the whole fucking uh, industry when it comes to the Joker and chaotic villains in the first place because he is single-handedly the reason why people are afraid of the Joker. Yeah. Like corporations, politicians, people in real world world power are afraid and he's not of even the real. Joker. He's not real, but yet they have Joaquin Phoenix ain't helped us either, man. No, he did not. With the fuck it with the with the new Joker movie that just dropped and his performance in that Holy shit. They were speaking way too much truth in that movie. The saddest thing ever is they started banning it in like cities and countries. Only cities. It was only cities. Yeah, they've been, they were cities. Started, yeah, they were starting to ban them in certain cities because they were like, yeah, people don't need to watch this. Cause and then they right hyped now. up security and everywhere yeah. else. I heard they even started putting undercover cops in the theaters. Yeah. Mind you, this is a fictional fucking character. We gotta think about it, bro. Like, there was a whole like uh um, movie theater shooting and the guy was like I was just trying to be like the Joker mm-hmm. I mean he's locked up and I'm pretty sure he's going to be there for the rest of his life hell yeah absolutely so looks yeah, like- I, I can see I mean but is, this, is that just really good writing really good acting no it, it's, 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 it's an acting thing yeah. so it's a it's a blend between the acting and the writing because mm. the writing kind of makes it but it's the delivery it's all of those speeches yes because you can give somebody lyrics to rap but is your delivery we may believe what you're saying what made what convinces you what made the Joker in uh, the Dark Knight fit is a lot different and that speaks more to people with uh, mental illness who are looking for someone to follow and replicate right the Joaquin Phoenix Joker is so much more dangerous because of the fact that he's just somebody who's tired of the world constantly shitting on them. And so he takes that into his own hands. Exactly. I, I'm like, I, yes, I shot those guys. It was funny. And I'm tired of pretending that it wasn't. So they're afraid that he's going, the Joker character itself the Joker inspired is inspired insanity. Like, it literally inspires a fucking revolution in the goddamn uh, movie. Yeah. And all he does is speak truth. His truth. And that is scary, especially when that whole shit is going 
the whole people starting the revolution are also people who are constantly getting shit on by the system. Mm. I mean, think about how many riots just broke out just due to random shit happening that people didn't fucking approve of. Yeah. When it comes to politics and all of that shit. So that really fucking like it resonates with people especially when is that real like nobody fucking resonated with the jack nicholson joker no one did he was just dope as fuck because he was funny as shit and he, it was easy to laugh at yeah and then you got uh mark hamill who is just the most iconic joker and he gets him across because of the fact that you really feel his insanity but Heath Ledger does not feel insane. Joaquin Phoenix does not feel insane. Nope. It's one of those, like, just the realer it gets, the more, like, dangerous it yeah. actually becomes. Exactly. Because people hear that shit and go, yeah, yeah you yeah, know what? Sense. You know what? These motherfuckers are right. Because if you look at the Heath Ledger Joker, when, um... The, the the ferry boat scene specifically mm. where he wanted to show who was the true savages between the prisoners and the regular civilians the prisoners did not want they they didn't want to blow up the civilians the biggest guy on the boat threw his detonator off the boat yeah. and the civilians over here arguing well they're at the end of their rope anyway fuck it and one of them actually gets up to blow it up and i forgot what happens and why they did it he, he pussy out he couldn't do it so it's like i that's they literally took a boat and was like yeah we're gonna do this and the only reason they did it because nobody had the balls to do it. Do it. Because all the criminals are like, "Yeah, just give me the trigger, I'll do it." And then the biggest one in there is like, "Give me the trigger." Because none of y'all gonna do it. No, because he literally he goes, knew that they were going. They were going. If you don't give it to me, they will kill you and take it from you. Mm-hmm. And he took it and was like, looked at everybody around. Threw it out the window. Threw it out the window and sat his ass back down. Now what trigger? <laughs> I think Shout out to Debo for being able to be typecast as yeah. the good-hearted uh, fucking thug instead of just the. Hey, if Mark Mark don't care what his nigga. big ass can do it. Hey, bro, why can't Debo? <laughs> I think the Joker uh, itself—he's more of a symbol than a character to embrace. Absolutely, he, he, he inspires people to embrace their darkness, to embrace their hardships. Exactly. Fuck it. If you don't, you're gonna be sad. You're gonna be looked at as a joke. Mm-hmm. Might as well laugh at yourself while you at it. Yeah, I used to think my life was a tragedy. Scary. Now I realize it's a comedy. Yeah, that's that's fucking scary. That shit is crazy. The dark but is scary, man. Let's go since we, ahead. Since we are on the subject of the many faces, Joe, uh, shout out to Jared Leto, who did not do a bad job as the Joker. Yeah, he, I thought he, he was a decent Joker. His, his look like was just absolutely like, garbage. His what? His, his look, look was just he was, trash. Yeah, no, they, 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 they oh, could have did better man. with that. I didn't know the Joker had tattoos. That was just extra shit. I didn't mind the tattoos. It was the whole tattoo of his smile oh, on his hand. hand. If because they took that off, they took the face tattoos off. If they didn't have this motherfucker wearing a uh, fucking snakeskin jacket, I probably would. If he wasn't as flashy as he was, yeah, I probably would have been able to. I like the silver grill though. I'm not gonna but lie. The, the, I was fucking the, with the that. The grill was the grill was the like. It was a bit too much for me because of the fact that I was like, this is not the Joker. The Joker is the type of person that is insanely brilliant mm. and has a very distinct way of what he does he is the type that at the end of the day 
can blend in anywhere. Yeah. Can't really. Do I mean, but if you look at the if you look at the type of movie that Suicide Squad was, I think that was the Joker that just best fit how that movie looked. Nah, not really. So the Joker that would best fit that, and even if you want to go with a kind of new age gangster type. Yeah. Go ahead and have him have no tattoos, slick back hair. Give him a cane with the smile on it. Yeah. I like the cane with the smile idea. That's yeah, the cane with that. the smile. Have it have a dagger on the end of it, and he uses that as his weapon. Are you listening, James Gunn? That is a very simplistic change, but it would fix a lot. Yeah. He still has the expensive suits. You can still even have the somewhat, uh, what, where am I using? The somewhat unorthodox dress style when mm -hmm. it came to those suits. Yeah. But just that one thing alone, no tattoos, uses the cane. He still has a new age gangster thing. You can still give him chains and shit. Take away the grills. Take away the tattoos. Just do that. Or just give him scars and brands instead of tattoos. Give him that classic Nolan scarred smile on his face. That'd be lit. Nah, I, I won't even say that. Yeah, because that was that was really that was really really dope. Yeah, but that was that was only dope for the Christian Nolan. Like, yeah. Because it was a conversation piece. Yeah. But for like the legitimate Joker, he doesn't need it. The the thing about Joker and his smile, it all comes from him. If you believe that the origin comes from the killing joke, after he fell in that vat and he just came out, when he just he started stop laughing, laughing, he couldn't stop laughing. Yeah. And it literally the chemicals when it's doing something to it. I think it messed with the muscles in his mouth. Uh -huh. And now all he's doing is always smiling because the last thing he did before the chemicals fully set into his body was just laugh. laugh and the whole mentality of him wanting to be a comedian just took a really really dark turn mm -hmm. i think the funniest joker i've ever seen was the one from the the batman cartoon yeah where he was just i mean like, and, and to be fair i hated his look too mm-hmm but he was he was just good. He was just so funny that yeah, you kind of looked by it. Yeah. Unfortunately, you can't really do that with the Suicide Squad because that movie is garbage. But well, we talked all about that. I anyway. like Suicide Squad. It's not a movie that you don't it's, you can't like. It's just a movie that you have to admit is done poorly. Yeah, it's a bad movie. So how do you guys feel but, about the new one? Oh, I have I'm, no faith in it. I have no faith in it all, all at no all. You gotta think about it. Now the guy who single-handedly is the reason why a lot of these movies are trash, are trash is, is now directing it. Like James we, Gunn? Yeah, we hate it. Like Guardians of the Galaxy? Guardians yeah. of the Galaxy movie. Guardians of the Galaxy is the reason why Suicide Squad was done so badly. Because yeah, they wanted to, to be Guardians. And now he Now we have the creator yeah. of Guardians. Yeah. And then the Galaxy cast doing is like the four Suicide times movie. the size on top of that. It's like yeah. twenty four uh, people in that movie. And I don't understand why. But because I they're just gonna do like the Suicide Squad does. Yeah. Uh prime example of what the Suicide Squad does was in the uh the Suicide Squad, what was it, Get Out of Hell or something like that? Mm -hmm. Basically, the entire point of that movie is that there is a legitimate magical card known as a Get Out of Hell G uh, free card. Right. And literally, when you die, if you have that card, bypass hell, go straight to heaven. Hmm. Where is that? It, it was in uh, Fate's uh, Observatory. <laughs> the reason why that movie is not like one of my favorite is because two things never, two things don't add up. One, 
uh, of all the mystical shit that is in Fate's lab, that one doesn't seem like, you know, the one that is most prominent. Mm -hmm. And the one that I immediately go in, yeah, I want to get out of jail free card. But the one who was trying to steal that was Vandal Savage. Makes sense. No, it doesn't. I mean, he's definitely going to hell. No, he's, he's not immortal. going anywhere. He's immortal. Like the true form of immortal. Mm. He'll never grow old, and he will like never die. He was in, um, Think about it. He, he was Alexander the Great. He was Attila the Hun. He was um, every great general you can which, ever think of in history in the DC was Vandal Savage. Which show was it where there was live action Vandal Savage, there was live action Hot Girl and Hawkman, and the reason they're immortal too because of him. They tie in directly to him. Oh, that was uh, uh, Flash Legends. and uh, Legends. Legends. Legends of Tomorrow? Yeah. yeah. How could I forget who Savage was? I'm an idiot. Actually, that's, yeah, that's Yikes. part of the Flash. He was in an animated movie, too. Uh, this one had to do with the Flash. The Flash had to run a heart somewhere, and Savage was stopping him. It, yeah. Okay, that was yeah, Injustice. Yeah, that was Injustice. No. That was in Young Justice. In, it was in Young Justice that I think you were talking about. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. that, was, was, that was Kid Flash. That Kid was Flash was running to get the heart to someone. Or across country or some shit? Yeah, yeah, Vandal Savage was trying to stop him because he needed that person to die to disrupt the country of power so he could take over. Yes. But that's who Vandal Savage was. Yes. And that movie was just weird. But what they kept doing was every time there was like a Suicide Squad member that was in like they would always like flip script and they would immediately die. Sort of like how the Aztec dude in the orig- in the already made Suicide Squad did. He tried to escape and they blew his head off. Yeah. And that's all they're gonna do with like these 20 odd people that have been casted until it's down to like four or five. Harley better be one of them. Harley will never die. Mainly because she's also getting her own movie. Yep. Yes, the emancipation of one Harley Quinn. But it's not even, but here's the thing about it. It's not supposed to be a Harley Quinn movie. It's, it's not, it's supposed to be Birds of Prey. Movie, but it's called the official title of Birds of Prey and the Emancipation of One Harley, Harley Quinn. Yeah, so there's that. It, no, so it's, it's gonna be it's Harley literally movie, them acknowledging, like, yeah, this is supposed to be a Birds of Prey movie, but, but Margot Robbie is more important. This is what it's gonna really be. Margot Robbie is a good ass Harley Quinn, but she was a better Harley Quinn when she was uh Harley she, Quinn when she wasn't Harley Quinn. Yes, yeah, the Wolf best Harley Quinn she ever done was in Wolf of Wall Street. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how she literally As, got uh, the world Leo, of Harley Quinn. Uh, yeah, she slapped him in the, in, the, in the audition. She slapped Leo for real. And he said, fuck yeah, let's do that. <laughs> he was like, he was with it. We got to think about Leo's parents, dude. Like, yeah. that scene where he cut his hand in Django? Yeah. That was real. Yeah, that was Yeah, it was. And he, like, because you can literally, and he doesn't stop. So when he actually goes around the blood on her back. That's his actual blood. You, that's his actual blood. That's why she another, so another disgusted by another it. Another fun fact about. Yeah, nobody. Wall broke character. Another fun fact about Wolf of Wall Street: that scene where Jonah Hill pulls his dick out. Yeah, that was his actual dick. Oh, and all of those responses were, were real. real because of the fact that they didn't know that that was going to be a was thing. it the, the one director literally told him and him alone that that was going to happen. Nobody else fucking knew. It wasn't in the script. None of that shit was. Was that there. a scene where um you know Harley? Oh, I said Harley. Margot and Leo first meet at that party or whatever, and Jonah sees. Margot and he starts Jack Dallas's oh my god oh man that shit was funny that's why everybody was like yo put that shit away (laughs) that was real so to kind of hit this last one where do you guys think 
the DC, that DC should go with their products of movies and TV. I've always said that DC does dark. That is the whole thing. They do dark movies, dark stories really well. That's mm-hmm. what, Batman to me is really fucking dark. That's why he's my favorite character. Yes. Arrow, besides what CW is trying to do with him, is also a very dark character. I think DC does dark, and I think they're gonna try to do more stuff like the Joker, mm-hmm. but try to dial it back a bit because they don't want that much negativity around their movies. But they have to be real and they have to be true, and that's what the Joker is. And if that brings negative tension to where they have to hide police officers in the theaters. Fuck it, so be it. My movie's sold. And it's gonna do good. I think they're gonna try to steer away from more from Suicide Squad-like bullshit, even though they're making the second one anyway. That's why I think with Wonder Woman 2, there hasn't been any anything about it because they're fixing shit. They're realizing what works for their company. Like, oh shit, we gotta go back and do some well, shit. We know a lot about Wonder Woman 2 already. Yeah, I, do. I know that they're going back in no, time to the not 80s. Not think about I mean, I did. When was the last ago. time you saw any promotion for Wonder Woman 2? Yeah, I, I remember when the first... Yeah, that's fair. I remember when the first screenshots of... Um, Gal Gadot leaked on set. You know, that that let me know that Cheetah's gonna be in it, which I'm really excited for. And that they're going back in time because Steve is there too. So however the fuck they're gonna make See, that that's work. that's the thing. I heard different. I heard it's not back in time. I heard this is, they've literally just gone a little further in the future, and that's just her dealing with the emotional trauma. Did you not see what Chris was wearing? That was an 80s outfit. Yeah, but if you looked at where they were, that wasn't an 80s time frame. Well, this will be interesting. This is this this will be interesting for real. No, no. It's, but I think DC is going to continue on a route like this they did with Joker. I think that they realize that's what sell. I think Suicide Squad will be the last movie like that bullshit that they're used to, and they'll start back on this. Getting more to that Christopher Nolan type element ish. Alright, Drago, what you think? The way I see it, and we've talked about this many a time, mm-hmm. which is the way I think they should do it, mm-hmm. is so the one thing where a lot of people feel like the DC the DCEU has failed was that they didn't do anthology movies that led into their team movies very well. Think about it, we had I Man think- of Steel, then we immediately jumped to Batman versus Superman. And then we immediately had Wonder Woman and then immediately Justice League. Batman vs. Superman was basically an intro for Wonder Woman to me. It was an intro for Wonder It was supposed to be the intro for Batman into that verse and Wonder Woman. But the way they did it, there was like, oh yeah, Batman already has an established history. Yeah. That they were they were trying to be like, you already know the Batman story. So this is the Batman. Which this I appreciate it. Exactly. Yeah, I, I this really is the did. Batman. This is the point where he's just over everything. Because mm-hmm. the way it was works is that is a Dark Knight Batman like the Dark Knight Returns yeah. that he that has already lost Jason Todd. I feel like that's why they made uh, they that's why they had the whole Robin suit with the ha 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 on it. Jokes on you. Jokes no, on I you. was going to say that's why they made they went with Ben Affleck as an actor making Batman an older gentleman because he's already been through all that shit. We're not going to retell his story because you know who the fuck he is. Exactly. But everyone was mad at that because everyone wants anthology movies into teams. Now granted that goes into people thinking that they deserve a story that they already know be told another time just I don't so need that pissed off about it. Yeah. Prime example, everyone was so relieved when Spider-Man Homecoming didn't even mention the Uncle Ben death. Yeah. But now everybody's complaining about everybody's it. Everybody's complaining about it now. Well, why didn't they put but the Uncle Ben death know in there? What's up, bro? Exactly. How many movies came before? We had two whole series. I don't know. We had seen Uncle Ben die. About this Heck, in, Bat- in this, uh, the Sam Raimi Spider-Man movies, he we saw him die over and over again in one and three. Yeah. I don't need that again. Exactly. 
But that goes to people not wanting what they want. What I think they should do, which would be their smartest, which I would do as a as someone ahead of the movie division, keep growing the way we're going. When do it more like we have our animated shows. Mm. So they'll have their animated shows that are connected: the mm. Justice League War, the Throne of Atlantis, the Superman Doomsday, Justice League Dark. All those movies are connected with the New Fifty Two team. So that's what you do. You keep Take it that with to the your, big screen, right? You do that with your the DCEU movies that you already started from your Man of Steel, the Batman vs Superman, Wonder Woman, Aquaman, Justice League, the first Suicide Squad, and stuff like that, because that is also connected to it. You do that. Then you also do your Joaquin Phoenix Joker. You do your Christian Patterson? No. Uh, Robert Robert Patterson Batman movie, which is, I heard is now supposed to be, ended up being a trilogy, which I wouldn't be mad at, especially if the first one was as good as it's looking to be. Yeah. And you do it like that. You have it so that everyone has their own thing that doesn't really correlate. Because I think, because I've always said they should do it like they do the comics. So just talking about Batman. Batman alone right now has about six comic books that just has to do with the Batman family. Mm-hmm. So just to name six, you have Batgirl, Batgirl and the Birds of Prey, Batman and Justice League of America, Detective Comics, Batman Rebirth. Then you also have Nightwing, Red Hood, Titans, Red Hood, yeah. You got Red Hood and Red Hood Outlaws. And you also got Batman Incorporated. Red, and you have all these different comics, but guess what? None of their stories link up, link up and are linear. Mm-hmm. They'll have crossover events like there was one between Detective Comics, Nightwing, and Batman Rebirth. But other than that, they really don't have anything to do with each other out of like certain things that happen. Everybody like, their own for thing. instance, the Nightwing and Batman, the main thing those two comics have in common with the story being told is about how Dick Grayson handled being shot in the head from KG Beast. Yeah. That's it. But Detective Comics stories have nothing to do with the Batman Rebirth storyline. The Justice League appearances that he does has nothing to do with the actual Batman storyline. Do it that way. Create stories, linear stories, where these characters are going through this, and they give us a whole nother story with those same characters. Mm-hmm. I won't be mad at that. That's actually how you read the comics. You pick the stories that you want to read and go over, and you read them. So pick the movies you want to watch and follow and follow them. Yeah, I think the Robert Pattinson Batman will definitely open up the door. Yeah, that. but the way the, the the reason the biggest thing that screwed over DC was the like MCU. Yeah. Because everyone was like, everything has to be connected, everything has to be an anthology, and everything has to make sense. I mean, I told I told Crimson this. The first time I ever met him, and we started talking about DC, I told him that, to me, in my opinion, the DC, DC stories write themselves. They do. And that having a cohesive universe would have been way easier for DC than Marvel. It is. If you really think about even everything that they did, the only movie that you can honestly be truly mad at as like, because even the Justice League movie to me just felt like the old Justice League uh, Unlimited cartoon. That's how it, that's what it felt like to me. Just like with the Godzilla King of Monsters movie, it felt like those movies that you went back and you saw Godzilla as a kid when it was Godzilla versus this monster, Godzilla versus yeah. that monster. It's 
And I think it's what it is, is MCU has like kind of given everyone the wrong idea of how things are supposed to work. Yes. That when someone goes against the norm, you immediately don't That's like it. That's wrong. And you immediately yeah. have a negative opinion about it. Everybody would think that, you know, because of how the MCU laid out the format, that there's supposed to be an origin story for almost every character before exactly. they Because everyone I know that was like, but that, because I've literally had people tell me, well, that's what I want. Well, what about the Fuck other people? Fuck what you want. Exactly. Because I've literally had but someone at tell me. at the end of the day, a lot of people don't really know what the fact, or what they want until they actually get it. Exactly. So right. when they uh, when they have those avenues and they're just like, all right, well, I want this, well, I want this, well, I because want this. Because DC a lot Sometimes people aren't even going to be able to do that, yeah. and even if they do get it, it's not, it's not going to come off well nope. because of that fact. Because I've, at the same time as I've heard people say, well, I wish they had given me like a Batman movie before they put him so in. So you could set. hear the same you know, story? The movie. I'm like, why? You, you literally want to hear the same, same story, story over, and over, and over and over again? Just so you could be introduced to this character before because you see yeah. movie? Because the only thing that was kind of wonky with me with the Ben Affleck Batman is like, this is a Batman that uses guns, and this is a Batman that's willing to kill people. Then I fucking remember The Dark Knight Returns, where homie is literally taking shots at someone with a whole sniper rifle. And I'm like, oh yeah, Dark Knight Returns, Batman. He don't give a fuck no more about yeah. anything. He's over all of his trauma. Mm -hmm. Everything that ever like made him Batman, he just he was over it. Because at one point, he set it all down and was like, I don't have to do this anymore. Yep. And then I realized this is a Ben Affleck. This Ben Affleck Batman is like. He was already done. He was done. The, the only, only reason he came, he came back, back was, was because, because of Superman. Because a lot of people go like, well, I thought it was stupid how that he stopped beating the hell out of him and almost killing him because of like they had the same mother's name. No. That's not what that, that was. That wasn't that. Was. It was the fact that he had a mother in general. Mm -hmm. Him saying Mothra just really like Mothra. Mothra. <laughs> Mothra. <laughs> Shout out to King of the Monsters. Um, Martha was that you just see Godzilla talking to Ghidorah <laughs> why did you say that name why did you say that name I hate you so much because that's all I see when he stopped on his chest you shouldn't have said her name <laughs> so was oh, that he remembered his mother mm -hmm. and that immediately brought him back into the moment yeah. that oh my god he has a mother Oh my God! This man is more human than I took credit for. Yeah. Exactly. And that's why he came back later on. Exactly. And granted, the only thing that kind of ruined that movie for me, because I knew everything that was going on before a lot of stuff was happening. So a lot of people were like, "So why wasn't why weren't they able? Why wasn't he able to see the bomb in the chair?" My first opinion was, eh, the chair's probably got lead in it. He can't see through lead." I immediately figured it out. And Lord behold, if you look at the extended edition, Lois figures it out. Oh my God, the bomb had lead in it. Like everything in that what movie, the, fuck? the yeah. chair had lead in it. It, the, it made, there was a lot of sense that was made out of a lot of that. Like but, everyone, no one understood the testimony of the, uh, the African girl in the very beginning. Right. In the extended edition, they explained that she was used as a way to set up Superman. So, the thing about the Superman movie that a lot of people, well, the Batman, the Dawn of Justice movie that a lot of people didn't like was Lex Luthor seemed like a chaotic 
person that didn't know what the hell he was doing. Well, when it came to that, it, it was all down to Jesse Eisenberg's portrayal because he didn't feel like Lex. He didn't feel like our Lex. No, I he thought didn't he was feel good like, Lex. So, no, oh, was it me? It, he wasn't? This is the reason why I say he doesn't feel like Lex. He didn't feel like Lex because of the fact that he wasn't really in control. He wasn't. But he was. No, he wasn't. If I'm you, when, so when I say he wasn't in control, I don't mean that he wasn't like the dude that was behind everything. Okay. When I say he wasn't in control, he was just lashing out and acting. He, Lex Luthor is a very calm, calculated type person. But what Lex Luthor are you basing this off of? I am basing this off of how he is essentially described in his own movie. Exactly. In, no, I'm talking about in the uh, Batman vs. Superman movie. I can see that. Because of the fact that the, they even literally give him a biography and they fucking talk about how, yeah, my father always said that it was always better to be calm, collected, all that shit. His character just literally diverges from that automatically after like the first 15 minutes. The most Lex Luthor shit that he does is all the way up into the uh, Granny Sweet Tea shit. Mm. In that scene. Everything outside of that wasn't Lex. It was like a whole nother character. Is it bad that I was getting Joker vibes from him? Well, I was getting Riddler vibes. That's what, I, that's, that's that's what I thought about. That's, that's what I got too. But if you really go back to the old like Silver Age and Golden Age comics, you know where Superman is over here like sneezing solar systems away what? as a joke as I like. That's kind of how Lex Luthor was. But he wasn't though. He was very like he was very in control of his logic and emotional responses. Lex was really level headed. Lex, I'm not. I'm not but, used I mean, to seeing Lex like right, But at the end of the day, a lot of people's interpretations of Lex Luthor come from two places: the old Superman Adventures cartoon and the Smallville show. Where at the end of the Mine day, mine always come from Golden and Silver Age because that's that's what I'm saying. Like Golden and Silver Age, he wasn't even. A lot of people say like that wasn't businessman Lex. Well, Lex was never a businessman to begin. He was a scientist. The Lex exactly. that I'm used to, and he was even as a scientist. Every time something didn't go the way he want, he acted out of a he had acted in an emotional way. No, not really. He really didn't. So he didn't act in an emotional way when it, he didn't get what he wanted. He acted in an emotional way when he felt like he had no other choice. But that's not what this movie was. Yeah. It wasn't. It was like a. He was kind was, of pulling strings behind the scenes. It was, exactly. Yeah. Which is more of a real thing. He was pulling yeah. strings the entire time. But how he acted when people were actually coming to him about shit was another whole character. It was weird. Mm -hmm. It was well, why like, we were getting playing, vibes of other rogues exactly. instead of Lex. He was playing. It it's, felt. It, you know how it felt. It felt like. He shot everything as a Lex Luthor that he knew. Yeah. Because, you know, a lot of movies aren't shot in order. Right. Yeah. So I felt like they did that, and as the movie progressed, they wanted him to do something different. Which so is why adjusted. it feels like it's totally two different roles in the movie. Yeah, because it's like at the, beginning, at the beginning and at the end of the movie, it's like he's the same, and then those are just the stints in the middle. He's like a completely different character. Exactly. Because even, even the whole thing when he was making Doomsday, he was like... It was God. If man won't calculate God, then the devil will. Exactly, and that was the most one of the most Lex lines that were in the movie. Yeah, like that was that was specifically. So that's not really his fault. That's more of a director's fault. Exactly. I never said it was his fault. Yeah. 
it, it's always goes down the direction in the director. Knowing Jesse Eisenberg is an actor, he was giving me "Now You Can See Me" vibes too, and I guess that's you know not what, what you want but to do. That is Lex. With, that's, that's Lex. Lex. That is absolutely legs, 100%. Yeah, control freak? Absolutely. So he should have been that instead of whatever the fuck they were telling him to be behind the scenes. Well, it was probably Zack Snyder. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely Zack Snyder. Because you gotta think about it. Zack Snyder, when he made these movies, he did absolutely no real research on them. So he knew nothing about these characters. He knew... He... I'll put it to you this way. He so you know how, animals. so you know he how, like animals. we, that you didn't really have an, an, uh, an opinion and a basis on the Star Wars movie because you yeah. really didn't look at them, and you know how we explained them to you, so you basically got the gist of what they were about. Right. That's what he did for the DC movies that he was going to direct. Now here's the difference with that. That's okay if we're trying to do what we're doing here, a podcast. That's completely unacceptable. When it's a movie that's, when it's a movie that's about to be shown to, to millions of people. That's so. That's not true. I've said this before. As long as there is a good story, it is fine. But because of the fact that his direction changing throughout the movie doesn't keep it consistent, it fucks with the story. Mm-hmm. That whole story does not come across correctly because of the theme changes constantly. Right. Yeah. Even the extended edition, which I was just like, all right, I'm going to hold off and watch that shit before I say anything negative about the movie. Because I know there was so much shit that got cut out. It still had those same issues where the movie is literally fighting itself to be something else. It was crazy. But at the end of the day, we got what we got. Hopefully the future will be different. Uh, the Joker gives me very high hopes for what can come in the path. Well, what can come to pass in the future? The Robert Pattinson Batman movie should be really dope, especially because of the fact that they're going back to specifically just the detective that is Batman. Yeah, I'm really and excited for the portrayal of the Long Halloween, which is what it seems like they're going to be doing. It, it's going to be dope, regardless. Exactly, yeah. because Robert Pattinson is a really good actor. People just don't really want to give him that re- the respect that he deserves and this role is going to get him that respect i'm calling that shit now yeah if you gonna you, you gonna put some respect on his name <laughs> some respect on it and on that bombshell thank you for letting us enjoy ourselves and indulge ourselves again thank you for listening and enjoying this little ride we've had on this fantastic friday thank you for coming down the rabbit hole and if you like what we do again go ahead and follow us on twitter and instagram like us on facebook at power trip op that is p-o-w-e-r-t-r-i-p-o-p capital p-t-n-o and patreon.com slash power trip operations we've had fun this has been a very interesting thing and we might we our schedule might change uh these next couple weeks we're gonna try something different but Again, be sure to get in touch with all of our social media so you can know what we are doing. And like always, may your flame burn eternal. You know, I actually have something to say this time. Now about that, you forgot to introduce us at the beginning of this episode. Eh, people know who we are. If you don't know who we are, if you don't know, now you know. 
<laughs> See, I let you have that one though. I said nothing about you flame burning eternal. I let you have that. Yeah, but you said something out there, so you, it's not a victory. <laughs> it's, it's I don't I don't know what this is. And I just came well, from sure saying we let you have it on you, Friday because I quit. You won. Right, Everything guys. you're saying now is making me violently angry. <laughs> oh, great. Now, now I'm agreeing with Vegeta. Vegeta. <laughs> See what you made me do? Uh, so, you know what this was? Just a fight. You bitch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, until next time, guys.